All right, and we are back. We took a little break, and we're back to talking horror and life and all things that frighten us in between. So with that being said, I'm back here with Alicia. You still there? Yes, you are now watching Mad TV. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I like that. I like that little Mad TV shout-out. Uh, so we talked a little bit about the Annabelle and the Conjuring universe, and you know we, we made it clear both of them. Me and you kind of feel the same way. You know, the first mm-hmm. movie in The Conjuring's great. It's better than the second. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I know you said you hadn't seen The Nun or The Curse of the Lorna. I haven't seen The Curse of the Lorna. I did watch The Nun. It's not even close to The Conjuring or even the second Annabelle, Annabelle creation. Um, so I think we feel very similar on that whole universe aspect. And then even, you know, like we talked about with, like, the Insidious movies, I think we kind of agree for the most part on some of those. I mean, maybe a little bit different. You said you like the third one the best. Uh, I do. But I get that. So that actually brings me to my next talking point because I, I want to pick your brain now about some of this. Um, comparing classic horror to this new age horror and what you think maybe classic horror did right and this new horror is doing wrong or maybe what this new horror is doing right and what that classic horror actually did wrong or mm-hmm. having both of them get, being able to compare. Um, obviously it's the best of both worlds because we get to watch both, you know, but yeah. if say you were someone making a horror movie, what would you take from a classic horror movie and what would you take from a new horror movie and, you know, maybe combine together? Okay, so classic horror movies, I don't think could really go wrong too much. I mean, they laid out the foundation for horror movies now. Um, I I love a lot of classic horror movies. I'm a big fan of Vincent Price, um, Boris Karloff. Oh, yeah. uh, My dad, in truth, is those two, so props to him. Right. Um... I feel um, that classic horror movies, they had, they didn't, like, they couldn't rely really on jump facts, the jump scares, like, um, new horror movies do. They, um, you know, a lot of them were, like, monster movies and stuff like that, which is cool. And um, a lot of horror movies now are, like, blood and gore and uh, jump scares. So I feel like um, classic horror, they kind of had to, like, um, just, they had to work with what they had. <laughs> right. You know, they, they created, like, real nightmares and stuff. They didn't rely on CGI or um, really making you jump. They, they had to, like, go with what they knew and think outside of the box a little more. Right. But that's not saying that new horror movies aren't good in their own way because they are. I love a lot of new horror films. Right. Um, I just, they've really changed through the years. Like, obviously not just color, because most classic horror movies back then are black and white, but just, you know, they have these new ways of doing things. Like, um, they do have CGI now, and, like, even the practical effects are, like, way more, um, what would the word be? They're way more developed now. Right. So, I think, yeah, I think 
down, just set the foundation, and like really, really relied on what they were creating to scare you. They didn't really rely on anything else the way some of the new horror movies do now. Some right. of the new horror movies rely on the shock. And now, would you know. say? Let me ask you: Would you think that the classic horror movies story-wise do you think they can hold up to some of these newer horror movies story-wise or do you think that you know it since they were trying to build this horror and like you know blow your mind with like what can scare you nowadays do you think that's maybe where they kind of lacked well i do think some of the storylines now are more developed Hmm. um are more out there yeah um but there were some really good stories um, for the classic horror films, like just throwing this one out there, House on Haunted Hill. Right. Have you seen that one? Uh, the original one? Mm-hmm. Because I know, haven't they redone it? Yeah, the original with Vincent Price. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. Okay, well, the storyline in that one, to me, was good, and it was unique, and like just the way they pulled it off, they did it really well. So some classic horror films had really good storylines and didn't just rely on like movie monsters or whatever. Right. But I do think that movies now, I mean, times have changed. So um, it's easier to make these crazy movies now easier than it was back then. Right. Yeah. No, I definitely There's agree. There's more technology. Me. Right. Um, well, because, you know, if you think about it, like, think about how small of a budget the original Friday the 13th was. Mm-hmm. That movie, uh, from what I've heard, you know, I don't remember the exact numbers, but, I mean, they basically made that on some pocket change, you know, and that movie is considered now a classic horror movie, and it spawned this giant, giant, massive franchise. Yeah. But do you think... Because it is, it is the, a classic horror, and it's what started it all. Do you think it's the best of the Friday the 13th movies? The first one? Yeah. Um, no. No? See, I'm the same way. I don't think it is. I think it's a good movie. I, I like the one with Corey Feldman. Um, I think it's better than the original. Okay. Because I think the original was like the third or fourth one. Yeah, I think it's the... Um, because it's where he, it's where he's the kid, right? The to, little Tommy yeah. Jarvis. I think that, mm-hmm. that the, I think that's the fourth one. I think so. I'm about to about to look because I have the whole set here. <laughs> because yeah, then he Jason dies, and then the next one is the guy. Yeah, the final chapter. Yes, it's the fourth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was my favorite. Okay, see now. Because, I mean, that is a cl- the, the original one's obviously a classic horror movie. And I know a lot of people, you know, don't think that's the best one in the Friday the 13th franchise. And you even on your uh, uh, your Instagram, I think, at one point was asking people, weren't you? Yeah. What their favorite and one honestly, was. Friday the 13th is not my favorite franchise. Right. It's, I mean, that one, the child's play, for me, kind of, eh. Right. Um... Like, if we're talking slashers, I prefer, like, you know, obviously Scream and then uh, Friday, or not Friday the 13th, um, uh, like Nightmare on Elm Street, um, stuff like that, or Friday the 13th for me, and Child's Play, Child's Play, kind of, I'm not, I'm not gonna, well, I might see the new one, (laughs) I 
I'm pretty sure it's going to be a train wreck. The, the new Child's Play? Yeah. Yeah, I had seen, because uh, you had told me about, is it Burnt Tongue Media, who you, mm-hmm. who you do. Burnt Tongue Media, yeah. yeah. You, uh, you know, what are you part of, the, you do part of the account, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I You, you know, told me about that, and I went and followed him. And I had seen that they'd uh, put on there about the Chucky movie, the new Child's Play movie, because they wouldn't seen it. And, well, yeah, Tom went and saw it. Yeah, and I had seen that he them. absolutely hated that movie. Yeah. Now, but then, see, you know, and like I said, I watch a lot of other people that do reviews on movies. And there was some other, like the guy that I told you, Chris Stuckman. He didn't necessarily, he didn't bash it, but, you know, he said there was parts of it. But what I was coming away with it, and actually what's got me excited for it, is all the ones that I've watched, other than, you know, reading your, your friend's review of it, um, they said that this is one of the most interesting ways that – Chucky kills people, and it's the most goriest of all of the other Child's Play movies. Have you heard that? Yeah. Um, not really. I've heard mostly bad things. Um, I do have a friend that reviewed it. He does YouTube reviews. Um, if you want to write this down or just listen to it later and remember it, uh, his name is, he has an Instagram, he has a YouTube account also. It's Mr. Death Breath. Mr. And it's M R, not spelled out, but it's Mr. Desperate. Okay. And um, I've actually met him in person at a convention, or not real, not a convention, but like a Halloween horror type thing. Right. And um, uh, his reviews are really good, and they're spoilers. And he reviewed it. I've yet to watch his review of it, but he did one. He saw it when it came out. Okay. And so, yeah, just. Giving Mr. Him Mr. Death Breath. That's, that's a good YouTube name. I can remember that one very easily, you know. Because when I think of Death Breath, I think of waking up in the morning before I brush my teeth. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, I... Uh, your reviews are good. I'm definitely going to have to check him out because I absolutely... That's one of my things. I do love, like... I do a podcast, and, you know, most people are like, don't you ever get sick of listening to other people talk or listening to yourself talk? And, <laughs> You know, sometimes, yeah, I do, but, like, that's my whole thing. It's, like, I I was drawn to that stuff on YouTube. Like, I love hearing what other people's, you know, thoughts and stuff are on certain things, you know, because it, it don't always agree with you, and sometimes you find somebody that is just spot on exactly how you feel about that. And, yeah. And, you know, I love that about that, but obviously it makes for I, better I podcasts when they disagree. Yeah. I, I love it, too, because... Um, when I was seeing when I was seeing my dad on the weekends, and I go over to my grandparents' house, you know, uh, Pentecostal, they're religious, but um, and they were still a lot of fun to hang around and uh, see more, you know, all tight knit community and stuff. Right. So we would spend time at my grandparents' house. You know, it'd be me, my dad, two of my uncles, my aunt, and there was no TV, you know, contributing to the religious thing. They didn't know the TV. So a lot of what we did was just talk, and we would have debates. And so, like, I've grown up loving just talking and hearing people talk and debating stuff. To me, it's like it's fun. Okay. So podcasts are, are awesome. Oh, yeah. I already love listening to people talk. Well, see, so we, yeah, I'm telling you, that's why when I was like, I wonder if she'd be interested in doing this, because I was like, I had an idea. 
that I could tell just by the way, you know, you were sharing stuff on your Instagram that you liked kind of the same thing of being able to hear what other people's thoughts were on stuff. Cause like when you did the, the Friday the 13th question thing, you know, you were asking people what was their favorites and a lot of people responded. And I'm like, man, that is just, you, you obviously want to hear other people's thoughts on that, you know, yeah. because you actually, you know, want to see the differences. So yeah, that's, that's my thing. When I get on YouTube, I always normally check to see what, what guys that I normally watch, what they've done reviews on so far. Definitely it's a movie. If it's a movie I'm interested in checking out. Now, I don't always agree with them, and I don't always be like, if they're like, no, 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 don't go see it. And it's a movie I've been wanting to see, or it's a movie that I'm kind of intrigued by. I mean, obviously I'm going to you know go ahead and go see it because I want to make my own review of it or my own opinion about it when people ask me or if I do a podcast about it or whatever. But, um, you know, I definitely love watching that. And I think reviews are just – People that can do reviews and do good reviews without completely spoiling a movie in a review and definitely telling you what they hated. That's what I love the most when they do reviews is be like, you know, get down to the nitty gritty of what exactly it was that you didn't like about it. Because then when I go into the movie, I can be like, okay, I kind of get where you're coming from, but maybe I didn't agree with that or anything. But, um, you know, it's just reviews in general, people having their own voice with now today's social media. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it kind of helps you know what to expect, what you're going into. Right. Right. No, I, I agree 100%. So, because, um, you know, I, I did ask you about the, the classic horror and, the you know, the new horror and comparing, and you kind of gave me a little bit about that. I've got, you know, some questions, some rapid-fire questions I'm going to hit you with. And if you, <laughs> if you want to ask me them back, too, I'll give you my answers for them, too. But I'm just okay. going to ask you some questions, tell me what you think, and then, you know, we'll see. So... Favorite classic horror movie? Um, House on Haunted Hill. House on okay. Um, with Vincent Price. With Vincent Price. Black and white. Okay. Um, favorite new horror movie? Mm, how new? Uh, we'll go. Uh, we'll go from two thousands until present. Shaky cam all over. I get you. I liked uh, Michael's version better on The Office. Right, <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so it's a found footage, and it is called um, Hell House LLC. I've posted about that one a lot. Um, okay. I really like it. It's found footage, which is weird, because I hate most found footage, but this right. is one that... It's just grabbed me. The second one is decent, but the first one's really good. And they are releasing, I think, a third one in October, and I'm, I'm of course, going to watch it. Okay. Interesting. You can find that on Prime for free, the rent, the first one. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to. Now, does it got quite a bit of shaky camera? I might want to puke at some point in the movie, or is it pretty, pretty steadily on the camera? Uh, stay for the most part. Okay. Okay, my next question for you. Favorite horror movie? Other than Scream? <laughs> <laughs> Not, you, I mean, you can count Scream. Well, like the I one mean, the one that if you're on an island, you're taking this one with you. Oh, 
Okay, well, then we have to be screamed then. Have to be screamed. But also, well, if I could, like, sneak sneak it into the same cave or something. Right. Um, the original uh, It with Tim Curry. Oh. <sighs> you know, I was wondering when that was going to get brought up because, you know, I had asked you, you know, what it was that got you into horror. That movie is what traumatized me mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I had got birthday money one year, and my mom took me to the next town over, Marshfield, because that's the only time I had a Walmart nearby. And she took, I wanted to buy a movie, you know, because I loved movies growing up. And she told me, you know, I, I went in there and I looked at the movies and I come back out, you know, because I didn't know what I wanted to get. And she's like, well, what's in there? And I named off all these movies. And I was like, and there's this like clown movie, like it or something. And my mom's like, yeah, yeah, you should get that one. I think you'd like that one. And total setup. I blame her for all of this. My fear of clowns is because of my own mother and because of Tim Curry. But I, I ended up buying it that day, and it was the VHS, which, you know, was like the, the two VHS, like, box. Yeah, because it's, it's long. Yes. Yeah, because it, it was originally a TV miniseries. Mm-hmm. You know, people think it's a movie, but it's a miniseries. But I bought it, and... I brought it home. I was so excited. You know, I had just spent all my birthday money on it because it was, you know, it was just the little bit that I had got. I hadn't had the big party yet, but what I got on my actual birthday. And I was excited because I'm pretty sure I probably bought some, like, Dr. Pepper and some candy or something after that. But I brought it home. I sat down there right in front of it in my room with my little VHS, and I popped it in, and I was traumatized on that movie. Yeah. That movie well, tore me up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Tim Curry was terrifying with Pennywise. Sorry. No, it's, you're fine, you're fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim Curry was traumatizing, but Carl Sergio is scary because of that movie, but also serial killer John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, and see, and see, I didn't even know about him until as I got older. You know, I was like wanting to research more about you know actual serial killers, and they're like, "Yeah, you should dress like a clown." And I thought to myself, I was like, "Thank the Lord that little Jordan never knew about this guy, because that would have just done me in for good." Because I at least had that that thing at night when I went to lay down that you know I at least knew that for sure Pennywise probably wasn't real. And it did help me ease my mind as much as I know a lot of people hated it. But when he turned into the giant spider at the end of it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm not scared of spiders. If he would have turned into like a cobra, I probably would have just fell over dead right then. Because that's my other fear, snakes and clowns. So it's like, you know, if he was both, then it's it's I'm done for. But him turning into a spider, I think. Two of my fears, too. I grew up hating clowns. Also, right. snakes are horrible. Yes. I mean, I know. People are like, no, snakes are cool. Yeah. They're good pets. Keep the black ones. They eat the bad ones. It's like, yeah, yeah, but then they have to be near you, you know, and you don't need that. <laughs> they can just stay over there, and I won't see them, but if I do see them, then I don't want them around me. The beady eyes and, oh, no thanks. The flicky little Heart tongue back. and the, like, they don't walk. They slither. It just, it, it all bugs me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. I'm with you there. Okay. So now the best part of these questions, mm-hmm. 
your least favorite classic horror movie? Still talking like black and white classics? We're talking from black and white classics all the way into, I would say, late 90s. That is another tough one because I don't. I mean, I do say that I hate certain movies or that, you know, this one wasn't really for me. Mm-hmm. I don't really do that too often with horror, but. Um, referencing the Blair Witch Project again because I can't stand it. Right. I mean, that was, that was 90s. Okay. And so Blair Witch Project. I, it, it is considered classic. I mean, pretty much everyone knows about it. And, um, I think it was like one of the first kind of sound footage horror films, but to me it wasn't even horror, it was just crap. Right, and that's fine, I mean, because, you know, there's classic movies that people absolutely cannot stand, and that's how you feel about Blair Witch Project, I totally understand. I've I've seen it, and I mean, I wasn't super impressed by it, I thought it actually, story there towards the end, it kind of lost me, and I wasn't, you know, in particularly hyped about it and it was you know considered the first found footage film but it has its shaky camera problems but uh i'm sure when it first came out you know i'm sure it got a lot of people and it probably would have scared me a little bit watching it but um okay now new horror anywhere from 2000s all the way until present what's your least favorite Mm. there are some terrible new ones right a lot of terrible Um, new ones I thought that the Raw Zombie Halloween was an absolute dumpster fire. It was just like a hillbilly trash Halloween. <laughs> hillbilly <laughs> trash. But in the same sense, then you love his Devil's Rejects, which is just hillbilly trash horror. Yeah, but that one was that better to me. I, the way he tried to do Halloween, uh, it didn't work for me. Right. But when we're talking Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses, I prefer Devil's Rejects over House of a Thousand Corpses. Right. But, yeah, Rob Zombie's Halloween, I could not, I did not like it at all. Right. Okay, so Rob Zombie's Halloween. Now, the best part of it, what is your least favorite horror movie? Like, oh, the one, I- the one that, like... You absolutely, if it was between this movie and a couple others that you would have on this list, you would not take this movie. You would burn every copy of this film ever. <laughs> oh, man. So I've got to, like, really hate this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, like, what, a movie that when you put it in and it finished, you were like, I can never get that time back. Well, I felt like... Um, it's a newer one, uh, The Witch, I felt, was just a huge waste of time. Ooh, controversial. I like it. I like that pick. See, I actually, I actually yeah. didn't mind it, but I wasn't like, I, if you gave me the option of it or The Conjuring, or even The Second Conjuring, I'd be like, yeah, I'm taking The Second Conjuring. Just because at, at points in The Witch, I was like, God, I'm so bored. Yes. For me, it was that one and they come or it comes at night. See, I haven't seen that. I saw it comes at night in the theater, and I was so mad. 
<laughs> I haven't seen that one because of everybody that has seen it told me, do not watch it. Uh, I was so angry. Like, yeah. I just wasted time and money, and I was not scared one time, and the storyline was trash, and I was so angry. And then there are people that are like, that love the witch and love um, It Comes at Night. Alex, I'm talking to you. It's my friend, who <laughs> <laughs> so I've argued with over those. Um, it's like, oh, it's a slow burn. Oh, I love this movie. And I'm just like, agree to disagree because I would rather die. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that's, that's great. That's being dramatic. I always say I'd rather die. That's great. When I'm slightly inconvenient. <laughs> right, right. Okay, you, do you have any you want to ask me? Um, what has been your favorite recent one? Favorite recent horror movie? Mm-hmm. Now, how re- are we talking like last five years? Um, same, same timeline you gave me. Okay, so like 2000s. Um... I'm obviously going to have to say probably my favorite would be obviously the original Conjuring. Um, Just because, like I said, it was an experience that I don't think I've had in the theater since then with a horror movie. Um, But, you know, I've got a couple runner-ups definitely that I would put up there with it. But, uh, yeah, no, definitely that one. Um, What would be your favorite, like, horror comedy, dark comedy Oh, wow. Dark comedy. Horror. Yeah, you know, people might laugh at me, but uh, this one, honestly, it creeped me out so much when I was, uh, when I was, you know, younger, but I knew it was a dark comedy and heck, I'm sure you've probably seen it, but Ernest Scared Stupid. That movie, when I was a kid, creeped me out, and now I'm just like, man, this movie is just golden. That's hilarious, because uh, Jim Varney, that's his name, that yeah. plays Ernest. Yeah. Um, I didn't introduce my son to Toy Story, because, you know, the fourth one just came out. Right. And uh, Jim Varney, a.k.a. Ernest, is the voice of the Slinky Dog. Right. And right. I'm like, I did not know that. Really? <laughs> Literally two days ago. That is awesome. So you learn something yes. new every day. Yes, and I'm just going to real quick sneak in another recent horror movie that I absolutely love, um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, yes. It took like everything and crammed it. <laughs> it really did, and it did it so well, too. Yes, the uh, stoner, Marty, is my favorite. He's oh. one of the best characters ever. Just like... It kills me that he's always stoned, but he's like the smart, the smartest one. He's always one step ahead of all the rest of them. Yeah, he gets it. Like as slow as as he's moving, you know, he's like putting all of it together as slow as it is. Yes, oh, I love that one. It's got it's like everything you could want. It has it, and it's got the comedy aspect, and you know, of course, that big ending. Yes. And, it's, it's honestly one of my favorites that's come out recently, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's one everyone should watch. Yeah, Cabin in the Woods. Even if you don't like horror, watch it anyway. You might laugh. 
Yeah, you probably will laugh because I went and seen that one in theaters and I was like, this movie is just great. Whoever came up with the idea of this to basically take every horror style of, you know, cliches that you can and cram it in a movie and put that underlying comedy in it, it was just, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And that scene with the merman holding his gold. <laughs> yes. He's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I'm going to have to pop that one back in and watch it again. That movie was, I remember loving that movie from the first time I watched it. And I feel like that's one that people either, there's no in-between. You either hate it or you love it. There's no, I kind of like it. It's, I loved it or I, it was not for me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's definitely one of them. Absolutely love that one. Yeah, it's great. Um, other than it, were there any more movies that straight up traumatized you? Oh, movies that straight up traumatized me. Other than it, um, I'm, I will say that the the troll thing in Ernest Scared Stupid did traumatize me because it would turn the kids <laughs> into like the the clay statues or whatever um but probably deep blue sea the shark movie that movie always i was just like obviously i you know i I realized sharks i think sharks are beautiful but i also think they have this like i'm just like what uh charles manson says you know i'm a razor blade if you get too close like that's what i i imagine a shark is thinking you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I always think it's funny how people are like, these waters are infested with sharks. It's like, no, they're not. They live there. <laughs> right. Like, the water is infested with humans. Exactly. That's where sharks live. You're like imposing. Yeah, these, these sharks were doing it big before we even got here. Sharks are dangerous. I yeah. agree with that. Right. Um, and, um, it takes place in like a haunted house and um, there's a scene, I'm not going to give anything away, but I am going to give this scene away. Right. <laughs> there's a scene, I couldn't go to the fridge because the scene scared me. And I was, I was a kid when I watched it. Um, he goes to open the fridge and then this bloody hand comes out of the fridge and like starts grabbing at him. And then I did not want to open the fridge. I was like, nope, no thanks, no star. <laughs> And like, gonna go TMI here. Mm-hmm. That was the first movie that made me pee my pants. It wasn't necessarily that scene, um, but yeah, that movie traumatized me in the original Exorcist. Um, I can watch the original Exorcist from start to finish now, mm-hmm. but I won't. <laughs> I still have not seen that movie. Oh, it's it. Not just like the religious thing, it's just uh, it's too much for me. Like, the, the little girl Reagan is scary, like, right? I couldn't have met, like, I couldn't even imagine seeing it when it came out. I'm yeah. sure there were like people leaving, people throwing up. Like, oh, yeah, I'm, it, it's a lot. I can only imagine, like, see, and that's what I would have loved to have been like, even a fly on a wall for some of these classic horror movies that came out to see people scared. Um, which, you, you know, you, you said the pee the pants story. Well, that's what's great about um, one of my favorite movies, Predator. The whole reason why I even watched it was because my mom, she had rented it because, you know, for some reason, I think she had like this, like, I want to torture my sons, you know, 
like she wanted to scare us like she was scared. But her uh, boyfriend at the time had took her, it might have been her husband, because it was, it was my uh, my brother's dad. He took her to see Predator when it came out in theaters. And, you know, that movie's considered, a you know, an action movie of the 80s, sci-fi action movie. Um, but what a lot of people don't get now, definitely seeing it, is that it still had that horror aspect because nobody had ever seen anything like the Predator before. And you're taking like these massive, you know, bodybuilders and stuff and putting them out there where, you know, they look, they do look cool and they've got all their guns and everything, but they're being hunted. Like they're even scared of what's hunting them, you know? And my mom went and seen it. And I remember she told me, she's like, I, I was getting freaked out the whole time. She's like, because, you know, all these guys were getting killed off and, you know, it was bloody. She said, but when the predator is there and he's facing off with Arnold. She said, and he first runs into it, and he slides down. And he goes into the waterfall, and he comes out, and he, he finally rests because, you know, he's got a good amount of distance between it. And she said, then the predator drops down in the water behind him, you know, like it's been chasing him. And he sees it and then gets up, and he's covered in mud, which is what disguises his body heat and it's searching for. She said that in the theater, she peed herself. She was so nervous and so, like, her adrenaline was pumping so bad that she peed herself. She was so scared. And so when she told me, you know, I'm going to show you this movie. It's called Predator. And she told me that story. I was like, why was she so scared, you know? And I remember when I first seen The Predator, I never, like her, I never got scared of it. Because I immediately, that was one of those, like, movie monsters that I was just like, everything about this thing is so cool. Yeah. You know, it's from a different planet. It's huge. It's massive. You know, action stars like Arnold and all these other guys, they're scared of it. And then, like, when you see Arnold face off with it, and it's quite a bit bigger than him. And it finally takes its mask off, and you see that it truly is just this grotesquely looking monster under it. I was just like, this is amazing. And that is one movie that I can watch over and over and over and over, and I never get tired of it just because I'm just like, how how back in the 80s did they have this movie so well, like just a simple idea, so well crafted, and it still holds up today? So you're a predator over alien kind of guy? I'm absolutely a predator over alien. I do enjoy the alien and movies. Even which the original alien? Yeah, even the original Alien, and a lot of people love the original Alien because, I mean, it's full-on space horror. But I actually prefer the second one, Aliens, which is by James Cameron. Uh, and he's who did, you know, the Terminator movies, which I'm huge fans of. I actually prefer it over it because I, I like the whole, you know, nowadays it's real big, but like the woman empowerment that Ripley finally gets for herself. Yeah. And like when she goes and saves the kid. And she's in the big like loading robot and the queen aliens there, which I, I don't I don't remember. Did you say you've seen them or not? <laughs> I've seen some of them. Seen some. Okay, well, in the second one, uh, which you might have seen at the very end, the the queen alien, which you find out is just this massive alien that's actually giving birth to all these other aliens. Um, it's chasing after this little girl that Ripley and these these soldiers find on this planet, and. Right when it's about to get her through the floor grates, this door opens up and Ripley steps out, which is Sigourney Weaver, who's just a beautiful woman, I think. She steps out in this giant... Yes, yes. 
she steps out in this giant robot that they were using earlier in the movie to load up these big crates and stuff and, uh, you know, full of, like, ammo and supplies. And she just stands there, and the alien turns and looks at her, and still one of the most classic lines in an action sci-fi movie I've ever heard. And she looks at her, and she goes, get away from her, you bitch. And then starts just, boom, waylaying all over top of her. And I just, from that moment on, I was like, this this is my alien movie. This is this is everything I wanted, you know? But I do enjoy the first Alien movie because it is, like I, like I said, it is a sci-fi horror just straight up. But no, Predator is my my go-to. Right. Sci-fi, sci-fi is one of those that you got into. Right. Um, as much, like I'll watch some of it, but um, it's not my favorite. Right. <laughs> um, but. I will agree with Sigourney Weaver, and she is amazing, and the Alien movies, I've seen some of them, I haven't seen all of them. Um, I haven't seen my first one, and I, my friend gives me a lot of crap for that. He's like, <laughs> really? drop everything you're doing and go watch it, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it, it is really good, and you know, uh, my youngest daughter, she is a massive horror fan. Like, she loves Chucky. She loves, you know, Pennywise, all that. Even though it creeps her out, she just loves him, you know. Um, but my oldest daughter, like, I was I was kind of connecting with, with my son on some things, like movies that I was showing him. And, like, you know, the superhero movies, like, I can connect with all of them because, you know, Spider-Man's, like, their age. And, you know, like, he goes to school, so they get that. But I was like, I want to bring, you know, movies that I grew up watching in and see, you know, what I can get them to hook on to. And one night, I or one day, it was like a Saturday, I set my oldest daughter down. I'm like, I want you to watch these movies with me. I was like, they're called Alien. I was like, it's got a woman in it, Sigourney Weaver. Her name's Ripley. I was like, like, if you want to see a woman kick butt in movies, this is one of the movies that you show somebody. And she watched it, and now she's obsessed with it. She loves it. Like, I mean, the, the little girl in the second one, her name's Newt. Uh, she, I mean, she's obsessed with the second movie because of it. And I painfully made her <laughs> watch the third and fourth movies, which are not nearly as good as the first two. They're like, you know, it was like when the, the studio figured out that they could make money off of it and they just started pumping out sequels, even if the story wasn't that great. But I got her to watch them and she absolutely loves them. So that's where we kind of connect. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, if, exactly. That's me and my dad connecting on the horror movies, and it's important to show, like, I don't have a daughter, just younger females in our lives to show them uh, strong female characters in movies. Yeah. yeah and I love, that's one thing, another thing I think about the horror genre is you have the final group. You yes. have those female leads that, like, go up against the odds and they come out. Yeah. And, like... They just get stuff done. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And see, that's what I, that's what I loved about it. Because I'm like, you know, being raised by my mom, like my mom, I always thought, you know, she was such a, a strong role model. And like, you know, she had like that backbone that, you know, she'd stick up for what she believed in. And like, even the Terminator movies with, you know, the main character was Sarah Connor, you know, and she's this girl that basically gets told, you know, hey, you're going to have give birth to a kid that's going to help lead the revolution against when the robots take over. And she's like, wait, what? And then she goes from scared 
to barely surviving like the final girl, which I think the first Terminator is considered a horror movie because it's, you know, back then people were scared, you know, about robots and technology and stuff. And then in the second one, when she turns into this, you know, absolute just badass that's, you know, ready for whatever's coming her way. And I'm like, you know, people talk about like you never see, you know, strong women in films or anything like that. And I'm like, where have you guys been? The 80s had plenty of them. Like, you know, horror movies, sci-fi movies. Like, I mean, you can look all around and you can find some. Yeah. They're just not, not looking. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're, I mean, that's crazy because you got, you know, the one you mentioned, Sarah Connor, and then um, uh, Ellen Ripley, and then you got Nev Campbell and Sydney. Oh, and yes. Movie. She's in all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's four. And she's on all four. And um, you have Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, I can go on and on about the strong female characters. And honestly, that's what I think. One thing about horror that I appreciate the most is as much as I love Ed, Lorraine Warren is what makes the Conjuring movies so awesome. Her, like, connection, and I know that it's based, you know, most of it on a true story and everything, but, like, her connection with, like, you know, wanting to, you know, snuff out this evil and not let it, you know, haunt all these other people. It's like, man, like, you don't have to have jacked up muscles and punch people in the face to show a strong woman. You just got to show yeah. a woman that's not willing to, you know, go crazy and just let herself get killed or lose her mind by the end of the movie. And you have a strong Yeah, woman. and she doesn't back down. Yes. Um, and I remember now from Insidious, uh, her name is Elise. That was yes. the character's name. And she's another one. Like, she was a powerhouse in those movies. Yeah. She, like, you know, face down. Yeah, that, that, old, that old woman showed up and she went to work in those movies. And I loved it. Yes. Absolutely. She's amazing. Well, and she uh, made, a, made a small cameo in um, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. She played uh, the teacher, Nancy's teacher. Really? Yeah. The one with, the one with Johnny Depp in it, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yep. my gosh. See, I never really caught that. I never when she recall. falls asleep in the class. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That was, that was her teacher. So see, she's been around horror basically then her whole career. Yeah. So I was actually supposed to meet her uh, last year, but she had to cancel due to working on um, the last key Insidious fourth movie. Uh, so she wasn't able to come. So that one's a prequel too then. Yeah, the I didn't find that one to be as strong as the third one. As any of them. Oh, of all all of them together. Yeah, I mean Elise was in it, and that was good. But I mean, I think she was. I've only seen it once. That's how much I cared for it. (laughs) Visited it. Right. Right. Um. Okay. Well, I know I've talked your leg off quite a bit. And I obviously probably should wrap it up. But before I get out of here, and I'm sure you've probably seen it, but I do want to go over with you just just maybe five more minutes of your time. And I wanted to bring it to your attention. That way, if you haven't seen it, then you can kind of give me your idea on it because I know how big of a fan you are. But did you see that they just announced, uh, I believe it was Monday, that they are bringing back the Scream TV show. 
but it's a re-reboot of the Scream TV show. They're naming it Scream Resurrection. Mm -hmm. It's going to be on VH1, and they are bringing back the original Ghostface costume. Right. How do you feel about it? I did know that, and I'm not thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) You're not thrilled? Really? No. Uh, I don't watch the Scream TV show. I've tried. Okay. Um, Haven't gotten through it. Um, I am glad they're at least bringing back the original costume. That's pretty cool. But I'm tired of reboots, remakes, um, all that stuff. I'm, like, ready for something original. And Scream is something that's close to my heart. And actually, there's a quote, um that I'm going to use that Nev Campbell says. She says, don't fuck with the original. Right. (laughs) And, I mean, I do, as far as the screen movies go, my first, my favorite is the first one, and I don't care for the second one very much, but I did like, or no, I don't care for the third one. I love the first, second, and fourth one. Did not care for the third one. Um, the, uh, The TV show, I never really thought it was a great idea. I know a lot of people watch it and like it. I'm not one of those people. (laughs) All my friends have been tagging me in this Scream Resurrection thing. And I'm like, I hate to disappoint you, but I'm going (laughs) to be jaded about it. And just give you a thumbs down and a nope. (laughs) So not even going to give it a shot? Ah, no. Even with, okay, so like even with them bringing back the original costume. And it's a re re reboot of the which I know I I watched the first season of that show and I was like yeah it's not the Scream movies yeah it's not just I mean I know the Scream movies were like those teen like those teen movies and that's what the show was but I feel like since it's so current that the teens are really freaking annoying yes yes I couldn't get into it I I really well I guess I didn't try that hard See, I am a fan of Scream. I'm not a huge fan like you, but I am a fan of the Scream franchise. And for me, if you, I love one, four, two, and three. Because I, I remember watching four, and I was hyped for four because I had watched the, all three of them prior to that. And when four came out, I was like, man, I just love it because, you know, it it was, you know, more present at the time. The and it paid so much to the first that you were just like, yes, 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 give yeah. me this more you know but and the second one which that's the one with jade at the beginning right jada pickett uh, smith when she's in the yes. movie yeah, okay yes, that, that is opening. that whole opening i think is just such an iconic scene yes like that is one of the best like sequel openings to a horror movie i've seen in a long time and i loved it so that one always holds that little close spot for me, which I think some of the rest of the movie isn't as good as the first, or even say the, the fourth. But and then the third one, yeah, it's almost forgettable, but it's it's still a good movie. Yeah, for me, it's actually one, two, four, three. <laughs> right. So almost the same. Um, the second one, I love. Just you know, I'm a huge fan of Timothy Olyphant. I yeah. think that's how you say yes. the name. Yes. Uh, the crazies. Um, Ethan Santa Clarita Diet, which was a great show. Um, and he just does horror really well. And I liked him in that. Um, and I 
do I do like the fourth one, but for me, it's the second one is just a little bit stronger. Um, the third one to me kind of fell flat, and I felt like they kind of um, tried to push some things in there that they didn't need to, and kind of made it a little bit silly. Right. I'll still watch it because Scream is my favorite franchise. Um, along with Saw, I love the Saw franchise as well. Um, but yeah, I I just I like the second one. It's still you know really nineties. Right. No, I definitely I definitely get that. My, now see, here's my thing though with the, with the new show. I watched the first season of the one, and I was like, it's okay. And I, I thought the the new scream outfit i was okay with it because i was like it don't look bad but also it's just enough different to where i'm like you could easily be like no nah, this isn't even a part of the actual scream universe you know this is yeah it splits itself that way if it was just i mean absolute a dumpster fire then you could be like now nah, i don't even know what you're talking about was that a show you know kind of the way you feel yeah. about it like but i there was parts of it i enjoyed and it was cool that they how they use the because I always think when you can't pin down who it is that's doing the killings and then by the end of it then they finally reveal themselves. I've always loved that aspect, and that's what I draws me to screen the, the the new map the new mask. Yes. You hated it. Yes, it looks like <laughs> a mask that got melted. <laughs> yes, yes, it really does. It looked like someone put like one of those white hockey masks on, like the Jason ones. From like a Dollar Tree or something, and then just and nuked it. Yes, slap it in the microwave yeah. for like fifteen seconds, nuked it a little bit, pulled it out. But I thought it was okay just because it was enough different. But my yeah. my, my worries with this one is it's going to be on VH1. That's my first problem. Which is pretty much trash now. Yeah, because it, it's still very similar to MTV, which is what the original one was on. Mm-hmm. But All they are using now. the they are using the original outfit. If, strong. Right. If, if they, if they hopefully kind of pull like a, uh, a scream four with this and try to go back to that original roots, I could see me enjoying it. You know. Yeah. And I yeah, think I, I think scream could be a great TV show, but. Um. Um. I will say one thing that I do um, appreciate. I saw that Queen Latifah. Has something to do with it, like producing yes. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that and the fact that what I watched from the trailer, it looked like the majority of the cast is going to be people of color, mm-hmm. and that to me is really cool. Like, I'm glad that they're doing that. So that may be enough to make me watch it. Right. That you know, I mean, you do see that in horror now. You've got George Peele and um. Stuff like that, but I think I think that that's cool that they're being more uh, diverse. It's not like it's going to be a cast of teenage white girls. Right. Like, <laughs> that's really strong to me, and I, you know, more power to her. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. Speaking on the people of color thing, okay, Chris Rock is going to try to get his hands on Saw, and I'm not thrilled about that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I seen that too, and I was like. Why? What What are you going to do with it? Like, Saw, it, it, the whole franchise of it has just recently, like, they've kind of just started to let it finally die off and not keep pumping one out every couple of years. Yeah. And they're already trying to get somebody else in and start rebooting it. Like, 
give yeah, it a little time to I'm breathe. I'm not saying people who do comedy can't do horror because Jordan Peele started out on Mad TV. Mm-hmm. And he did Key and Peele, and, you know, he is killing it for her. Yes, yes. Um, Some of my favorites. Chris Rock, though, I, <laughs> I'm like, to try and mess with Saw, like, you know, something James Wan and Leah Winnell crafted. Yeah. Um, it's very upsetting to me. Yeah. Here's my thing. If Chris Rock does this, then please just make Jigsaw Adam Sandler make him, oh, what do you do? Oh, oh. Yeah. You know, <laughs> as know. he's telling him, what, Mickey? You know? Like, throw some Billy Madison. Yes. I need Billy Madison Jigsaw if we, if Chris Rock's doing Saw. Yeah. That would be just, I, I mean, great. Because, I mean, obviously I wouldn't go in being like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to be really good. This might, you know, overcome the original. No, I would go in being like, okay, this is going to be, this movie's going to know what it is. And, you know, yeah. it's going to be funny, you know. And then I might be okay with that. But, again, I mean, who knows? Chris Rock might absolutely knock it out of the park if he does decide to, you know, take it over and run with it. But there's always that chance that, that you know, he can't do it. I doubt it. So you're I worried. Kind of, you're like worried, worried. Yeah, I'm not happy. <laughs> I kind of wish Chris Farley was around. Well, I mean, I do wish Chris Farley was around. Oh. But I mean, I wish he could be the voice of uh, the puppet. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, that would be he'd amazing. He'd be like, he'd be like, let's play a game in a van down by the river. <laughs> yeah. You know who actually I think would be a great uh, jigsaw, or at least the voice? David Spade. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Think of that snarky, just smart aleck comments that he could make, you know, and then also, I mean, if they were trying to go for like an actual saw tone, you know, maybe he might be able to pull that off. But even if they weren't, like, I could just hear David Spade's voice coming out of the jigsaw doll. And I mean, it would, oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, David, I love David Spade. Yes. He's fantastic. I actually tried to go see him do stand-up, but I forgot why I wasn't able to. I was pretty bummed out about it, but he is great. Yeah. Well, you know what? I've I've loved doing this episode. This has been a blast. I'm definitely, definitely bringing you back because we've got so much more to talk about, obviously. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I, like, could go on and on. Because I I realize – that we mean you have a lot of the same similar tastes in uh, basically comedians that we grew up with, like Jim Carrey, Chris Farley, you know, stuff like that. So I would love to do like almost like a comedy episode one time, talk about, you know. Yeah, that would be a ton of fun. All that like stuff. In the middle of a caffeine. Yes, yes, <laughs> that would be great. But I am so, so glad you agreed to do this one because I, I couldn't think of anybody better to do a horror talk with me on my podcast other than you. You've absolutely crushed it, knocked it out of the park. I'm just saying that now because I already know once I get all this set up and in this episode drops Friday, I know it's going to be a, a banger and everybody's going to love this one. So with that being said, though, I'm going to let you go because, I mean, I know you got a family, you know, you got to get back to. I've got mine i got to get back to. So before we get out, just go ahead, let the people know again where to follow you, and uh, and then we'll be we'll obviously be seeing you real soon back on the podcast. Yeah, I love that. Uh, 
been a lot of fun and I talked more than I thought I would. <laughs> I do think the six shots of espresso <laughs> um, have kicked in. Right. It's been a lot of fun and I really enjoyed it and would love to come back and talk more. You know, we both have a ton to say. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. It's ghoul, G-H-O-U-L underscore, and then gang, and then another underscore. That's my personal Instagram account. And then um, I also am part of Burnt Tongues Media, um, and that's burnt underscore tongues underscore the media. And that's just the porn review page that me and my friends Tom and Alex uh, do. They actually created it and then just were cool enough to invite me in. Um, They have some killer videos on YouTube, so check that out. Um, and yeah awesome awesome all right guys you heard that that's ghoul underscore gang underscore on instagram and burnt tongues media also on instagram with the uh, you said underscore in between the burnt and tongues part right mm-hmm. yeah so you guys hear that um again i want to thank my awesome awesome guest alicia for coming on here she has been absolutely amazing uh, like I said, this episode will be dropping this Friday. Annabelle Comes Home comes out this week. I actually believe it's already out. It came out Tuesday, which I thought was kind of weird, but uh, it's out, guys. If you're interested in that type of stuff, go watch it. Go give, I mean, just give a little bit of your money. Yeah, give it a chance. Give a little bit of your money to movies like this because then we keep getting horror movies that we actually do enjoy. Even if you don't like this one, this could go to another franchise or something, guys. Um, you know, people are trying to make horror stuff every day. And also, before I get out of here, uh, I also want to tell everybody, Alicia here, she wrote an awesome, awesome short story. Uh, I was actually honored to be able to read it. Um, uh, she had wrote it, what did you say, in two days? Yeah. She had wrote it in two days uh, as a short story. Uh, it was entitled The Hearse, I believe. Yeah, and that was just, just a rough draft. It was a rough draft, but I'm telling you guys, she knows what she's doing. She's got her finger on that horror pulse, and it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, so support your local writers. Even if it's you're not into horror, support anybody. That, all the stuff you're into, if anybody locally is writing, reach out. You know, Let them know that you're into that stuff and you want to hear that type of stuff. You know, Because people like Alicia, who, who is, you know loving what she's doing and she's taking that and creating something new with it, you know, that she's got up in her mind brainstorming. Like that is what it's all about. And that's why we get the good stuff that we want out of the stuff that we love. So again, guys, this has been the Mr. Duke podcast. I'm Jordan. I want to thank again, my special guest, Alicia for being on here. Uh, And if you guys like this, please make sure and subscribe. I am on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Uh, You can check me up, all of them. Very easy to find, Mr. Duke Podcast. Uh, And then again, the podcast is on multiple different forms, any way you can look for your podcast. But with that being said, guys, thank you for listening. This has been an awesome, awesome time. Again, thank you, Alicia, and we are going to get out of here. Thank you. See you guys on the flip side.